Um, Andy Biersack. Okay. Yeah, we already know. That's another one I forgot. Yeah, he's great. I saw a movie where he got to do sex scenes. <laughs> Say, let's get started, baby. <laughs> what a great start to the podcast. <laughs> We're talking about the human anatomy today. Thank you for joining us here at the Quintessentials Podcast. <laughs> Anyways, welcome back to the Quintessentials Podcast, a podcast about the female gaze. My name is Lara. Hi. <laughs> That's Danielle. And we have Shannon. Hi, it's me. Listen, um, we had... <laughs> Can I just interrupt you really quick? Because you've been doing this like... You just get really excited. I can't do it. <laughs> it's because. Oh, there we go. <laughs> it's giving Labrador Retriever. Yeah, I know. You know why? It's because we're talking about men and women. But we had so much fun last week making this episode about conventionally attractive men. Oh, I love this. I love this. Where's mine? Danielle, just put on a pin that says, who the fuck is Joseph Quinn? Shout out Princess Aries for getting me, giving us that pin. Mine's still in my daddy issues bag you gave me. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was only fitting because we barely see the man anymore. He doesn't call. He doesn't text. He's living his best life. And I'm here for it. But I miss him. I didn't mean to bring him up, but. No, bring him up. Not a single telegram, Joe. What the hell? Let's be honest. We have to talk about this because something dropped last week. And it broke the fandom. (laughs) I think I said, first things first, that's a lot of Joe. That's a lot of Joe. Yep, that's a lot of Joe. We mean, we want to keep, we're going to keep it PG-13, but all I'm saying is, this is Joe, like, we've never seen him before. Yeah. Like, we've never seen him before. And it is, he's doing his job. You know why? Because there are people that are reacting to his character the way his character is supposed to be perceived. They're like, I got the ick from Joseph Quinn for the first time and blah, 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 blah. And I'm over here like, you go, Glenn Coco. You are doing your job and you are doing it well, baby. Yeah. I, I it, it took just the look up and down and be like, oh, he's playing a creep. <laughs> he's going to be a creeper boy. And my mind struggles with that because... I've always wanted him to be a little bit more dark and moody and villainy. I don't know if creepy or creeper was on my bingo card, but yeah, I stated this in a video I made because of the books that I'm reading. My brain's like, mm, but we kind of like it. <laughs> I know. I know. Cause we're reading this, like du- we're, we're in this like dark, like fictional men era. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, absolutely absolutely sign me up who am i gonna cast fan cast joe in one of these books <laughs> mm-hmm. immediately i was like <laughs> my my fight or flight flared up but i was like immediately like i could stay here he seems nice i know it's like when um when tiernan and credence says i should leave but i don't want to <laughs> yes yes 
for all of our book talk friends that are out there in the world, uh, Laura and I just finished Credence, and oh, we are changed women. I yeah, Shannon, that's next. That should be next on your list after you're done with that. I, I'm I'm still in on Mist and Fury, baby, but we're getting there. <laughs> you're gonna get there. It's one of the best ones. Mist and Fury is <laughs> a good one, but Mist and Fury, and then Wings and Ruin. We are not here to talk about books, though. Or Joe today. What are we here to talk about? Um, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, we're here to talk about musicians today. I, I can't believe we haven't talked about any musicians yet. The only time we've ever really talked about music of any sort is when the person we're talking about happened to be in a band. Yeah, yeah like but- Jamie or Joe Carey. Mm-hmm. Um, but baby, this is a whole episode. Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy wasn't a band. You're right, Daddy. Oh man, an entire episode dedicated to musicians. And where do we even start? I mean, like, first of all, I, I want to touch on something, and it's that like music is so like it's one of those things where like sometimes you can't figure out how to put things into words and then you listen to a song and then that song kind of perfectly describes your emotions or the stage of life that you're in and then add to that like a man or woman that just really just just gives gets you like giddy and excited about the words that you are listening to or the melody that you're listening to and it is just euphoric I mean it has it it, it really there are fewer things in my opinion that can be a a feeling like that there are few but they exist (laughs) oh my god I'm so I'm so excited I'm so excited for this episode like such a big thing for me like Mm -hmm. you just nailed it it sometimes I have a hard time putting my emotions into words Mm -hmm. and so I find myself sending songs sometimes to people when I can't express what I'm feeling yeah but I just I think it's also like a very intimate and private thing with musicians right like they are really putting their heart out there for the world to listen to. And so I feel like as much as there are some musicians that lead a very private lifestyle, you know, the same those are the same ones that write about their life and that make art out of their life through music. Um and it's something that is so vulnerable that makes me just appreciate it so much more. I don't know. I think like Taylor Swift is a perfect example of that. She's an extremely private person. Well, she's been pushed to be an extremely private person, but her life, everything, like she's, she just is able to put it down on pen and paper and then just make this incredible work of art out of it. And she just bears her soul for the world to listen to. Well, since we've already talked about mother, can we talk about father next? Yeah. Let's talk. Who's father? Harold Styles. (laughs) They're my mom and dad. I don't know about you guys, but they are my mother and father. Yeah, you're right. And I have been waiting 
I've been holding back on bated breath to talk about Harold. I and know. I am so ready. I I've know. come with notes and articles <laughs> and examples. I wrote an I've written a thesis. <laughs> like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she's yeah. ready. She's she's been ready for this for the last three seasons. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Besides Joe, I think I talk about Harry almost as much as Joe. Like my Harry Styles is Laura and Shannon's Adam Driver. Ugh, Adam. You know? <laughs> um, but to kick this off, I don't even know where to start. First off, he's the world's favorite little fruity boy. Everybody loves him. He is the best boy in the world. Absolutely. He just prances around living his best life, has no care in the world. Mm-hmm. And he is just enjoying every aspect of his life. And I want to be him when I grow up. He's a goober. I love him so much. He's the most fun little goober. But he, again, he you kind of go back to that too, where like he actually is a pretty private person as well, mm-hmm. you know? But like when he's on stage, he is yours. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's the kind of shit that I live for where like he's like, I'm on stage. I am yours. You are mine. If you try to leave my show early, I will call you out and make you sit the fuck back down. Um, But I found a couple articles uh, because I I wanted to dive more into him, not just because I like him so much. I wanted to find out why I liked him so much. Yeah. And so I did a bit of research on. And so I'm going to read just a couple articles that I think are perfect and like really sum him up. So this one is from Musical Mum, M-U-M. Uh, It says, people love Harry Styles because of his personal qualities, genuine fan interactions, great songwriting skills, multi-talented performances, grounded outlook, his support for the LGBTQ plus Mm -hmm. community, his philanthropic efforts, and powerful message in his motto, which is treat people with kindness. Yeah. All of these contribute to his charisma, which is what brings the people in. Another thing, too, that I think really sums him up is Harry, he's readjusted the whole spectrum of the female gaze. Yeah. We don't define attractiveness like we used to. And I think it's Mm -hmm. because we're always comparing how every man acts to how Harry Styles dresses. (gasps) (laughs) Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Right? You know, he really broke the internet. Yeah. Let me lay another one on you and then we can talk about it. This one comes from thelist.com. Styles' outlook on feminism could very well have been influenced by his upbringing. He has been open about growing up with female influences due to living with his mom, Anne, and sister, Gemma. And it's perhaps because of this that he firmly believes, of course, men and women should be equals. That's right. That's and he good. always ends his concerts with treat people with kindness. And at the end of the day, the world needs more of that. And he is just mm-hmm. an absolute ray of sunshine. Like, how can you not love Joseph? I almost said Joseph Quinn. Absolutely. Not- <laughs> Him too. Joseph Quinn loves Harry Styles too. He said he's impossibly handsome. Yeah. Like, how can you not love Harry Styles? Like, every time he comes on my For You page, I could be having the best day. I could be having the worst day. And I'm I'm just cheesing like I'm a 12-year-old. <laughs> he truly broke the internet whenever Variety – I think it was Variety magazine where they put him in that dress in the blazer in the middle of mm-hmm. a field. 
And I, there was a massive divide. Like, I think it was like Candace Owens. She went out and she tweeted about like the way that men are no longer masculine and blah, 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 blah. And I think that is, that was like, that that was almost like a coward's sort of response because I feel like masculinity is not linear anymore. It is not a black and white thing. And that was what Harry did in that moment. You know, prior to that moment, I had never been so attracted to him. Since then, his fucking love on tour wardrobe, done. I mean, game over. I love all of it. But that gray dress with the black blazer, I remember thinking to myself, this is going to change the game for men and fashion. And and I've said this before. I've said it I've said it before that in today's day and age fashion is way more exciting for men than it is for women because of people like Harry. Mhm. You know. Exactly. Yeah. He was definitely a turning point uh mm-hmm. when that came out. I think mm-hmm. that's when you really started seeing other men in that community leaning more into their feminine side and wearing what they wanted to wear. Yeah. And Harry's a trailblazer. Absolutely. Wow. Yep. What's your favorite Harry song? Right now, it changes on a daily. Um, right now, I'm really into cinema and music at a sushi restaurant. I mm-hmm. listen to the As It Is or Harry's House album almost every single day at work. Um, I love that one. But if I had to choose an absolute favorite, it would be Falling off the Fine Line album. It's so good. (laughs) And the music video is so beautiful. And like, it makes me like want to cry. It's so great. (laughs) What about you, Shannon? She's like, Harry Styles, who's that man? (laughs) He is coming out with a rock album. Oh, I was just going to say, I I actually really do like Watermelon Sugar. I do. Yeah. That's a good one. I know it's kind of overplayed now, but like when it comes on my like loop of all my music, I I don't normally skip it, you know? So. Yeah. Just for the the listeners here, let me give you a little snippet of his (laughs) unreleased Harry Styles song called Talk. (laughs) Then this is what's got everybody teaming that he's going to be coming out with a rock album next because his voice has truly matured and he is just, he's right on that verge. (laughs) Why is this being stupid? Okay, but you get the gist. (laughs) Yes, I do. Yeah. He's being featured in Taylor's version of 1989. I It's rumored that when that one comes out, she's going to release her music video of Style at one of her concerts, and she's going to bring Harry Styles out on stage like she did with Taylor Lautner. <gasps> and they're going to sing it together. She's going to never go out of style, and he's just going to like... Oh, God. Oh. And I hope it's the most incredible, the most incredible outfit. I hope they're matching. Mommy and daddy. (laughs) Mommy and daddy. Love that they're going to collab after, like, you saw the footage of her, like, calling him out publicly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he's just sitting in the audience, like, and then 10 years later, he's like, sure, I'll come and sing with you. (laughs) 
I also love that that is the same woman that stood up for him at the Oscars when everybody else was booing when he got album of the year. She stood up and was just Oh, at the Grammys. Yeah. The Grammys. Yes. God. (sighs) I'm out of it today. So many awards. He, but but see, oh my God, when he won that award, the thing about it is, is that there's so much that goes into an album yeah. And, and listen, I'm not taking away from absolutely anybody. Everybody thought Beyonce's superstar, uh, sorry, Beyonce's renaissance should have won, you know, but I swear to God, if Kanye had been at the Grammys, he would have done the same shit to Harry Styles that he did to Taylor Swift. <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish, Harry, but Beyonce should have won. <laughs> 100%. Like, so Beyonce, I bet Beyonce was like, oh no. Not again, not again. <laughs> um but i mean it's beyonce like come on come on you know but who's next who are we gonna talk about next shannon do you want to do you want to give us your nominees for oh god um i have kind of a list um i don't even know if you guys will know who some of them are but i'll give one person that you guys will probably know who is damiano david of manskin oh the whole the whole band the whole band the from Maniskin. the whole band but him himself the moment i saw him when he was on like a i don't know if it was uk or italian version of um was it um eurovision yeah and he was on that pole mm-hmm. and apparently he was like 18 19 20 years old like really young and with his long hair and i'm like this is a revolutionary ass band this guy is so comfortable in himself can you imagine just your average guy be like, yeah, I'll put on some heels and go down a pole. Absolutely. I, I can absolutely imagine some shit like that. You know who paved the way for somebody like that was like Prince and Lenny Kravitz? Yeah. Honestly, T. Like, Maybe even some Frankenfurter. I mean, let's yeah, just Absolutely. Frankenfurter. Absolutely. Wow. 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 Frankenfurter. What a great. But he, oh man, that band is like, if you, if you ever could think of a way to describe a band, I just like sex. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is all, I mean, yeah. So so what is your favorite song from them? Oh, God. Um, I really don't listen to a ton of their music. I just know when I see him on a video, I'm, like, immediately, like, captivated, you yeah. know? Yeah. I'm begging, begging, begging you. Put your loving, loving hand down, baby. baby. But they're also, <laughs> I want to be your slave. I mean, hello? I've never heard that one. They Didn't they all get married? Wait, what? No, 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 deadass. I'm 99% sure the entire band just got married one day. The members of Maniskin got married in a four-way wedding ceremony to celebrate the release of their new album, Rush. Wow. Yep. Spotify threw the (laughs) Italian rockers the party at the Palazzo uh, Brancaccio in Roma, Italy, wherein they professed their eternal love to one another. So it was like a commemorative... It's the Roma. Yeah, it was like a commemorative wedding, but yes, they're 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 married in spirit. That's the shit that I live for. That is for. so cute. Do you think the lady that made the marriage certificate for Jamie made their marriage certificates? <laughs> <laughs> Serious question, asking for a friend. Oh my God, Jesus Christ! He's pretty. He's so pretty. No, he's perfection. Oh, that bone structure. I love a man with good bone structure. I mm-hmm. loved him with the long hair, so when he shaved it, I'm like, okay, you're still hot, but, like, just <laughs> grow back out, please. I'm going to say this, 
and we can figure out if we can keep it or not but like it's the idea of it's the idea of being able to run your fingers through their hair that really just oh my god is that doing something for you guys you guys (laughs) that's what it is honestly it's just like running your fingers through there and and then when they shave it you're like what am I gonna do now where are my hands gonna go anywhere else (laughs) (laughs) anyways no they're freaking gorgeous and her the guitar is it the guitarist or the bassist that's the female I think she's the bassist oh my god she's so hot she's there are times where like there she's performing and she's literally just got pants and like heart-shaped nipple covers oh love that and it's like the most rock and roll shit i've ever seen in my life it is absolutely epic like she she in it of herself breaks down the barriers between man and female i mean she's it's moments like that where i question my sexuality Mm -hmm. oh yeah no you know just hearing about it i'm like maybe i should look that up later (laughs) (laughs) she's incredible she's gorgeous i have one um that i want to talk about okay post malone posty posty even before he lost the weight i was like this is husband material oh like i'm like big fan Post Malone is so female gaze, it's, like, disturbing to me. Because he is your, like, harsh on the outside, but is really just a really big teddy bear and just, like, a goober. Have you ever seen him on stage when he dances? Mm -hmm. He, Mm -hmm. I mean, that motherfucker is barefoot, just, like, his hands are up like a a drunken white girl. Like, I mean, the music (laughs) he puts out, he's about to have a baby. I mean, it's just... Like, he talks, he's so open about his anxiety and depression, and, but his music is so, like, it started as, like, a harsh, not not like a harsh rapper, but, like, it started, like, a rap career, and it's progressed Mm -hmm. into so much more, and I just, there are, there's something to be said about watching an artist start with a genre, and then really create their own path in terms of the art that they want to make. We've seen him do this with rap, right? We saw Taylor Swift do it with uh, country music. We saw um, Harry Styles do it with One Direction. We've we've seen all of these, like even like Pharrell is a great example as well of like the sound that he was able to create for himself as his career progressed. But um Post Malone to me is like absolutely fucking incredible. There's this like vulnerability that he is so willing to put out there. Yeah. He's just he just bears it all both in music and in who he is. And every time I see that interview, like any exchange of him and a fan, oh my god. <laughs> Have you seen videos of Post with children? Like No, I my ovaries can't handle that. Phenomenal. So sweet. I can't. He's incredible. He's he's like the distant uh, uncle that they didn't know they needed until they met mm-hmm. Posty. Mm-hmm. Honestly, hundred percent. I hope yeah. to God he puts out a screaming or rock because there are there is like footage of him doing screams, yeah. real screams into a mic, and I'm like, where is the metal album, Posty? Hello. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna come. He auditioned for a major metal band and got said no. 
Wow. What? Yes. Oh, I bet they're so regretting that right now. Yeah, no, it's going to come out. I, I can feel it in the next five years. It's going to come out. What was it? Oh, did you guys see whenever he took Jimmy Fallon to his favorite restaurant? Mm-mm. What's his favorite restaurant? Oh, my restaurant? God, it was so great. <laughs> Olive Garden. He took Jimmy Fallon to the Olive Garden. <laughs> of course he took Jimmy Fallon to Olive Garden. Why wouldn't he? <laughs> He's incredible, right? Like, I just... He's a grandpa. It's not Carrabba's. It's not Macaroni Grill. It's fucking Olive Garden. <laughs> yeah. He's an actual grandpa, and I love that. He turned twenty. He turned 28 this year, but last year... There was, I think it was this last year or the year before, there was this lady who was like, I need to get in touch. She was like, she was saying she was a psychic. And she was like, I need to get in touch with Post Malone. On July 4th, something bad's going to happen. People need to protect him, blah, 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 blah. Like every, everybody thought that like on his birthday, he was going to like, and that's what she was saying was going to happen. And then people started commenting on her video that that's when he was going to turn 27. And everybody thought they were like, oh, my God, he's going to be part of the 27 club. Yeah. Can I can I add on to that? Because I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Do you know yeah, why she had that vision was because why? he did a haunted video with somebody on YouTube and come to find out he touched a Dybbuk box, which are like a box that you put like demon souls into he touched one at the ghost hunter the ghost adventures guy the really hot ghost adventures guy he has like a museum and they're like don't touch it don't touch it and then he touched it and then this whole thing started happening and that psychic was like i need to find him like something bad is gonna happen because it had like attached himself to him or something oh my god oh my god yeah i mean and so like i shit you not this was maybe like a month prior to july 4th so on july 4th i was like i was like going through the news i was like oh my god is post malone okay is he gonna make it the next day i was looking at post malone and then i would click on the news tab on google (laughs) nothing happened he's good he's safe he's 28 he made it through 27 like everything's great (laughs) you know you're just refreshing the like Wikipedia to see if it's like his date change. Like the, the world can't handle this right now. Like we can't yeah. lose it. I saw the most wholesome video of him, and I guess he was on. I don't know if he was on Stevo's podcast specifically, but he was being interviewed by Stevo, and they got to tattoo each other. And it was such a wholesome, awesome like bit of video to watch. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, like, I know he's not a musician, but I find Steve-O walks that fine line for the female gaze. Not so much, like, back in the day. Not so much back in the day. He's really done a lot of soul-searching and finding himself, and he's very much in the female gaze category now, in my opinion. Absolutely. We should do a comedian's episode. We should do a comedian's (gasps) episode. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, Cool. Steve-O. I feel like uh, you just like, love him. Y- like, you know how like somebody just yanks your head back and you're like, oh shit. Um, yeah. Steve-O and Johnny Knoxville though. Like Chris Pontius is up there Chris too. Chris Pontius. Oh, that laugh though. <laughs> 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 so cute. Uh. Chris Pontius. All right. I have one. Go ahead, D. Um, I want to talk about Hosea. Uh-huh. Oh my God. Stop. I love him so much. <laughs> he's it's just not even like, fair. he's so sexy. Um, 
not only him in person form, but music is also great. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, the Eat Your Young song, that is sex in my ears if I have never heard a song. Honestly. It's so good. So he is universally loved for his haunting, evervescent voice that captures the unique timbre of human emotions like honesty, despair, and hope through his music. He often paints love as being transgressive and revolutionary. Listen, I remember the first time I heard Church, Take Me to Church by him. And I was like, oh, okay, I can vibe with this. And I thought about what the song meant to me. And I, for the longest time, thought it was like a love song about like a guy and a girl falling into a relationship and then they kind of like found a religion, right? Well, <laughs> definitely not. Um, so he, it's definitely not about that type of thing. It is a, uh, if you want to know what it's about, check it out. Uh, let's just say, I don't know how to just even. Just say it. Just talk about it. So the bluesy song upon first listen seems simply to be a metaphor in which a man likens his relationship with his lover to a religious experience. But it's more than that. It's a music video that he produced that criticized the intolerance and persecution of gay people in Russia and the and the reality of violent homophobic backlash. Oh, heavy, right? heavy well come to find out he is a musician who is very vocal about his beliefs and he knows that at this moment he has the power to speak about his social change and what he believes we should do the right thing a lot of people assume that he is straight in a time when it seems that mainly gay artists voice their support for gay rights it is heartening for those in the lgbtq plus community to see such a solid straight ally wow. in the music industry mm -hmm. he's just again i think i have a thing for revolutionary trailblazers yeah <laughs> and that's great you you stand up for decent human rights female gays absolutely <laughs> <laughs> he's he's another one that is just great. I, my sister's a really big fan of Hozier, Hosier, 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 Jose. Yeah. Tomatoes, um, tomatoes. And so she's been trying to go to one of his concerts. And I started looking into into him and, and how he is. And he's just, like, he, he takes over the space. But not really. I don't know how to explain it. Like, he is, he is an entire-ass aura. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't know how to describe him other than... He is just energy that, like, t consumes my fucking phone screen. And you can just tell, like, everybody in the room that he's with is, like, completely enthralled by him. I think a few years ago, mm -hmm. he was just performing randomly at a New York subway station out of nowhere. He was just yeah. out there performing. People were just walking by, and they had no mm -hmm. idea. His first song he wrote in his parents' attic in their mm -hmm. old house. And a year later, he was winning an Emmy. Hello. That's amazing. Story. Ooh, I'm so sorry. It has <laughs> been a long day for me. Shannon, number two for you, baby. I am going to bring up, um, I've talked about them on my page a bit, but Noah Sebastian is the lead singer of a band called mm -hmm. Bad Omens. Um, I knew it, girl. I knew Bad Omens was going to make an appearance tonight. <laughs> Absolutely. Tell me about him. 
I'm not attracted to him in that way necessarily, but I really respect him and I honestly get why he is he is so he is half Japanese and half white. So that's where a lot of his looks come from. He has kind of a sad and tragic background. So the the song Dethrone kind of mentions he he got in a car accident with his family and his dad died along with other people in the car except him. And then his mom died shortly after. Wow. So he's Wow. He's had a lot of tragedy in his life, but it's amazing how he's been able to create such beautiful art. Mm-hmm. And he's he's very much a golden retriever kind of boy. Like he used to stream mm-hmm. a lot on Twitch and stuff and he's hilarious. He's so funny. Um, but he literally sings like a siren and screams like a like a demon. And so much so, Love that. So much so much talent in a man. So um I, I can't wait to meet him ever. Like it's gonna be amazing. So I'm loving I'm loving sings like a siren siren but screams like a demon. Yeah. Wow. 100%. <laughs> Love that. That should be his tagline. That's what every metal woman wants is a man that can do both. <laughs> Amen, sister. <laughs> Yeah, they have that song called that's really trending. I think it's called "Just Pretend." It's mm-hmm. it's it's so good. So I've I've really gone down that rabbit hole of like bad omens recently. Um, so I've I've added them to my rotation of artists that I work work out to. Perfect. <laughs> it's so nice. good. It's so good. Honestly, if you work out to anything other than heavy metal, like we're not friends. Sorry. Even Carrie Underwood uh, works out to heavy metal. She Im- admitted in an interview that she works out to I Prevail. Wow. I'm telling you, speaking of heavy metal, I have a nominee. Oh, yay. <laughs> his, name, God, his name is Andy Beersack. Ah. 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 I didn't actually mean to do that, but... <laughs> I love that all three of us immediately did the same thing. Ah, <laughs> this podcast will always go back to Joe. I don't care what we say; we will always go back to Joe. And if you know, you know. You know. Sometimes we don't have to even say that much. You just know. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a more beautiful person <laughs> performing on a stage. I know what you're going to say, Harry. Absolutely, but that's like a whole separate category. I'm talking in the realm of like rock and roll have you seen the way this man dresses sometimes when he's on stage he's breathtaking like he will show up in a full-on fucking three-piece suit to fucking oh you saw that below the roof off the fucking place and sings like a siren but screams like a demon evidently and i mean like i don't know that much about him i don't know that much about the band shannon I'm sure you can educate me, and I actually very much welcome it. Um, but I have seen that man come across my For You page so many times. So many times. And every time I'm like, who are you? And honestly, I haven't. All right, I got two words. What? Riot Archer. I don't want to bring it back to book talk, but tell me that's a bad one. It's not. It's actually really good. It's very good. Very good. I love that. I I feel like I've, I, I've known who Andy is for more than 10 years. Uh-huh. Tell me more. 
Um, he's been around for he's around for a long time. I, I didn't listen to a ton of Black Veil Brides, but I do remember Knives and Pens, which is probably one of their biggest songs. Um, so good. What, what I love about Andy's voice, his singing voice is not mm-hmm. only super unique, but his mm-hmm. screaming voice mm-hmm. is very unique. Like there's nothing like either of them in the music industry right now. He's yes. so well spoken. He he's such such a huge huge advocate for mm-hmm. bullying for kids with yeah. depression, suicide. There are so many moms mm-hmm. that have thanked him for saving her chi- their child because of whatever they were going through. And Andy's band would brought them back. But I had wanted to see a film for a long time. Um, it had. Andy Biersack and a guitarist from Asking Alexandria. Um, it was kind of a film about um, kind of, you yep. know, how like um, you sign your soul to the mm-hmm. devil and that's what makes you famous. It was kind of a film about that. Um, that was a very, it was, I would say it's like a BC movie, <laughs> but I would say it's worth seeing if you're a fan of them. And it was kind of mm-hmm. cool to see him in a different light as like an actor. I didn't think he mm-hmm. even did a bad job either. I think he has more acting gigs now that I haven't really seen, but he's multi-talented and he's, he's I'm not been, a, he's the going biggest fan still, of the so person I'm about really to compare cool. him to anymore. It's I amazing. used to be a massive fan of Jared Leto. Yeah. <laughs> he's gone like, like seven or eight years. Like he's just kind of done like a sharp, like, you know what I mean? Like, He's gone a he's gone a bit culty. <laughs> yes. Like listen, bring back the Jared Leto from like 2009 when he was doing Come Break Me Down. Or, or from mean, yesterday. Oh my god, have you seen that video? Ooh. Have I seen the 30 Seconds to Mars and Panic Room with Jodie Foster with Jared Leto? Ah. Uh. Okay, so <laughs> so honestly, I, and I hate to bring him up because I again I can't stand him yeah. anymore. I because the problem with Jared Leto is that he knows he's over the age of fifty and looks like he's twenty five years old. He looks younger than me, but I will say this: Andy Biersack is one hundred percent going to be the next Jared Leto in terms of looking like he's twenty five years old and being fifty. He is stunning. How like, old is he now? Hold on, thirty two. Look oh, okay. At- wow. That haircut. Oof. Ugh. Oof. I he had, get he had that long emo out. hair for so long, and I feel like the moment he cut that, it just did him wonders. I, and, and this is coming from someone that loves long hair, but I feel like it did, it did, yeah. it just, it just made it better for him, honestly. Yeah, he was one that I remember thinking to myself, like, that's a beautiful person. Um, and yeah, it's the same thing that you talked about. It's the way he, t- the way he communicates, like on his on his page and all that good stuff. I definitely want to listen to more Black Veil Brides because I don't know, just because I keep seeing him and I don't, there's, there's an older song, um, old Black Veil Brides song called Mortician's Daughter. It's completely acoustic mm-hmm. and it's so awesome. He, he mm-hmm. dated the girl that played in Rob Zombie's Halloween. He dated yeah. her. I, th- I think that song's about her. So that, that kind of gives oh. like a nice tie in there, but yeah. Who else? Who else? I'll do my last one. Tell me your last one. So this is a artist that I'm actually very much into. Um, I've recently gotten into them. Um, give you a little backstory. 
this band was introduced to me by an ex-boyfriend of mine and a cute little quirky thing that we used to do is we used to make playlists for each other Mm -hmm. and this song that he sent me um kind of made me realize what's it what it would feel like to be in love with someone or to be loved by someone um and then i jumped into that band and they are phenomenal the name of the band is Mm. del water gap Mm -hmm. and uh they have just it's really just one solo artist he attempted to put together a band there was three pieces to the band didn't work out so then he was like screw it i'm just going to move forward with the same name under a solo artist his name is samuel holden jaffe and he's amazing um he is not only easy on the eyes but the way that he purposely puts out music to make his fans feel included is what really drew me to him um for example on his newest ep he put a phone number as the title and it says you can call it leave a message do whatever you want And he says in an article on MeltedMagazine.com that it was such a gesture to just give someone a phone number, right? And um, he thinks it's an era in music right now where there's so many bands and there's Spotify. You're constantly being exposed to bands and it's sort of a blur. And I thought it would be a really cool, interesting gesture to sort of offer access to me and the rest of the group and sort of as an experiment to see if people would actually reach out and people do reach out. He's like, I get heartfelt messages calls and text messages from all over the world sharing messages about finding music and how it affected them at a certain time in their life and it really means a lot to me that's amazing (laughs) are you kidding i feel like this podcast is slowly turning into reasons why we're putting our faith back into men honestly honestly i hear things like that and it just makes me so happy Mm mm-hmm I just want to give two more examples because there's two songs to me that really stick out. And if you guys have time, I think you should listen to them. Um, Like I said, like he's just so romantic in my eyes. Yes. Yep. Isn't he so cute? Oh, my God. Stop. He makes me want to blush. He kind of looks like if the Gallagher brothers and Robert Pattinson had a Mm -hmm. baby. Wow. Mm -hmm. What's his name? Mm Mm-hmm. His name is Samuel Holden Jaffe, but if you just Google Del Watergap, It'll come right you'll up. be able to find him. Yeah. Yeah. So um, kind of going back to what I said oh. about how his music makes me feel like, yeah, mm-hmm, hello. <laughs> He's very pretty on the eyes. Um, there's a lot of heartbreak and memories and sad stuff mixed in there, but the two songs that really stick out to me is Be My Own, Uh, It's on their second record. It was put out about two or three years ago. And it's about a song that includes a girl he was with at the time who he really liked. And she was sort of the first girl I brought home to my parents. And I was like, wow, this is so romantic. The idea of domesticity isn't that romantic. Like you can just have breakfast and make the bed and hang out together. Wow. Like it's what he feels in a song. And I love that. And I'm like, I feel like that too sometimes. <laughs> but um, lastly, though, the song that was sent to me is called Ode to a Conversation Stuck in Your Head. And it's something that happens in most relationships. You you talk to your significant other before you start dating. And there's always that moment 
of you wanting to tell them that you want to be in a relationship. And he talks about how it's a conversation that you have and you find out that the other person has been feeling the same way, but they haven't voiced it because it's stuck in their throat and that they're nervous. Yeah. Um, but he says, these are the type of relationships, at least the ones that are scary enough to feel worth it. There comes a specific moment in time, this moment where you decide that your freedom and your willingness to risk both hurt are both up for grabs. It's the moment where you decide that being with this person outweighs every other thing that you want. (laughs) It's also the moment where you pray they feel the same. He put this in the song and gave the title of this song because it's the feeling that encapsulates Ode to a Conversation Stuck in Your Throat. (laughs) Excuse me while I go cry in the corner about my ex-boyfriend. D. Thank you for sharing that. That, That's like a really big thing to share on here. And, you know, I feel like you just showed everybody a little bit of your heart and you don't normally do that. Do it for the views. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Leave it to D to make a joke. <laughs> like, oh, like, you. Um, emotions are hard yeah. for me, okay? Um, but he is just, he's special. He's one of those mm-hmm. people that um, the first time I heard of that band, I was like, what is, because music has always affected me in some sort of way, yeah. right? Um, and that was the first time that I heard something that I was able to vocalize exactly how I was feeling and to receive it on both ends in that moment was like kind of special, but still single. (laughs) (laughs) Um, wow. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is I picked Laura up from the airport and I made her listen to this song and she's like, he better wife you up. And I'm like, I know it's gonna be great. <laughs> it's okay though, you know. Ugh. I mean, I don't know where do we where do we go from there. <laughs> like, should we just wrap it up now? <laughs> like, what an end. No, I don't want to end it on my emotions. Um, we, yeah, we. I mean, I can talk about a couple people. I mean, I can bring it back to Ben Barnes. <laughs> Let's do it. Have you heard Ben Barnes singing? Oh my God, babe. Let me just pull this up. <laughs> it can change your life. Vibes. Vibes. It's just me and you, Vibes. Is this Sledgehammer? Love that. This girl is the girl that sings it. When it's over and you're driving me home. Oh, uh huh. So she's did a duet with him. <gasps> it's the sweetest thing. And it don't change. If I had it my way, you would know that you are. <laughs> He's gonna start singing. You're the Tylenol I take when my head hurts. You're the sunshine in my life. 
get this man off Britain's Got Talent. What? I'm just kidding. I just want to see how beautiful you are. Anyways. So. Bed parts. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Do you know who I just thought of? Sir Jamie Campbell Bower. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, some beatboxing going on there, Laura. (laughs) Also a musician, also an actor, also falls in the female gaze. He's a triple threat, baby. Quadruple. Best friends with Joe. (laughs) Honestly. Good for him. Jamie Campbell Enough said. That's it. Have a great night. Bye. Shannon, you have somebody that you want to talk about, and I'm dying to know. So this is... um, it could be quite abstract, but everyone has heard the song Face Down. From Red Jump- Jumpsuit? From Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. From Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. Red Jumpsuit Apparatus? Mm-hmm. The lead- yeah, so the lead singer, Ronnie Winters, used to look like that. Mm-hmm. I got to see him in his prime. I've never seen them! Uh, oh, they're so good. Uh, they're so good. I saw them with Under Oath. Wow. That's a classic lineup mm-hmm. there. Weren't they the same at one point? Weren't, weren't no. one of the people from Red Jumpsuit in Under Oath? They just look similar. Bro, <laughs> the, back then? They, they all looked they similar all back then. <laughs> so the drummer created the Almost, and he was the singer in that band, mm-hmm. but that's, yeah. Also also seen them. <laughs> okay. I went through a phase. <laughs> Thank you, Danielle. Bands I've wanted to see, I haven't. Thank you. I'm just kidding. Sit down (laughs) but out of nowhere i had a dream that we were like dating me and ronnie winter and it was the sweetest it wasn't anything spicy it was anything like that it was it felt so like real in my heart and we were just like walking around and like being a couple and then i woke up and i'm like what why did that end where why did that end and where did that come from and that has stuck with me and like and i don't mean this in a creepy way but it was a very comforting sweet dream that probably just gave me enough serotonin to get through like a month. Yeah. So things like that serotonin. stick with me. But they recently came out with a, was it a 20 year anniversary, a 15 year anniversary of Face Down? They re released it mm-hmm. like acoustic, like almost an orchestral piano version. And the girl that was in the original video came back for the new video. So the same oh chick God. is back. I know that album literally like moved things within me when I was a kid, especially when I turned 17 and they have a song called 17 ain't so sweet. And I was like, is this about me? Is this a fucking play about us? <laughs> Did they write this for me? Um, but yeah, no, that, that album is very nostalgic for me. And there are sometimes if I'm in a certain mood, I'm like, <gasps> my youth, <laughs> my youth, my youth is gone. <laughs> Yeah, he was a big wow. crush of mine. Um, I real quick, I wanted, I don't, I don't want to talk about him for too long because I, I, I do appreciate his music, but this is more like a cultural, cultural nod. Yeah. F- um, Bad Bunny. <laughs> I want to talk about Bad Bunny because of the fact that there was something that he did earlier this year that kind of broke like a massive barrier with the Hispanic culture, like machismo and misogyny and sexism is very much alive and well in Hispanic culture. And in the middle, you know, you know, Maddie Healy was making out with like fans 
at his concerts during the song Robbers. Bad Bunny at one of his concerts made out with a man. And that was, I don't think people understand. It was such a, like a, it was so special because it really broke a barrier about fluidity and just opening yourself up to to something like that as a as a hispanic or a puerto rican man you know a lot of the hispanic music as much as you are is modern and is well written and it's very like fun and exciting there is undertones of sexism in there right and even some of his songs but the fact that he stood in front of a stage in front of thousands of people and kissed another man really it was a monumental moment for people in my culture (laughs) yeah and he was heavily criticized for it in the on the island and off the island and everybody was like oh my god bad bunny is gay and and that's that's the that's the gag of it all right is like he's not (laughs) he doesn't have to be just because he kissed a man you know Uh, Madonna and Britney Spears made out on stage 20 plus years ago nobody fucking questioned whether if they were lesbians or not and so um I just wanted to kind of do like a nod and a a, a shout out to that moment yeah um, in my own culture's history because it was it was important in the same way that Harry I think did such a, a a a trailblazing moment with wearing that dress and how it changed fashion for men and how it changed the way men portrayed themselves outwardly i think that bad bunny opened a door of fluidity and understanding within the culture um by doing something so in that moment it probably seemed like so small but it was to me at least i took it as this massive thing it meant the world to me to see a man that i you know from the island where i grew up that is so immersed in in this you know sort of like ass backwards sort of mentality way right so anyways that's my my bad bunny comment about the female gaze and how much i appreciate him to uh keep it on the male kissing another male mm-hmm. <laughs> maddie healy <gasps> we almost forgot about maddie ratty oh, there for a second is he on your list I have him on my list, and I have an article pulled up. Thank you, baby. Listen, I I know he's problematic, but God, I love Maddie so much. I do have an article on Maddie Healy and some of the things that people have said about him in terms of, like, the female gaze. Because if you look at Maddie Healy out in public, you're like, there goes a man that exists. <laughs> he's a big – he's a tall boy. He's a big boy. <laughs> he's a big boy. <laughs> he – Add to the fact that he's a complete goober and you know it's the way he leaves it all on the fucking stage and i we've talked about this with post malone we talked about this with harry styles but the man evokes it, it, i mean there was a point in in the tour where people legitimately were like concerned they were like he is going through something and then the people everybody was like no 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 that's just part of his show that is part Mm -hmm. of 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 the journey that he's taking through the show to put your body and your in your your emotional state out in the open in front of thousands of people like that you know yeah but there is i mean (laughs) 
know. I wish you could see this. Um, this article comes from Mashable.com, and it's called The Cult of Maddie Healy. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Happy to be a part of it, sir. Um, somebody's, uh, the, the article starts with, um, Maddie Healy is a community resource. Like a community garden. Um, within a fortnight, Maddie Healy's thirst on TikTok had uh, the For You page in a horny chokehold. She was beraged by clips of Healy on stage. Ber- sorry, beraged by clips of Healy's on stage antics. And the thing about it is that when you watched, there was like a, I think it was somewhere between like December and January, right? I think we were in between seasons when all of that was happening. And we were like, fuck, we're not talking. We need to be talking about this. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it was one of those things where, like, you're watching him and you're like, you see, he had like this whole rebranding, like, self rebranding moment, right? He's he's dressed up. He's the music that he's putting out is so. He was also kissing so many people. Oh, so many strangers, so many, and he was always double checking that they were over the of the appropriate age. <laughs> but there was a girl that he gave her first kiss to. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, he was kissing the security guard. He was kissing his guitarist. His bass player. His bass player, yeah. <laughs> the allure of Maddie Healy is that he's a slut, and everybody feels that they can pull him. Just give me 15 minutes in a coffee shop. And it's the same thing. <laughs> like, literally. Yeah. We've said those same exact words about Joe. Yeah, like Joe, catch me in a coffee shop. Like I will, I will make you fall in love with me. <laughs> like yeah. Um, and before, if you're listening to this, please, for the love of God, please understand that we understand boundaries. We're just saying these things for the sake of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll make sure to bring our tiny mics with us. <laughs> we don't have time for another tiny mic incident. The attraction to Healy usually coexists with the looming threat of total repulsion. This man is always within one inch of giving me the ick. He's the most annoying but somehow smartest person in your class. And you're like, I really want to make out with you, but you're such a dick. Whoever wrote that summed it up perfectly. Perfect. (laughs) TikTok videos have been made to address this contradiction too. Super cutting his weirdness weird his weirdest behavior on stage doing some somersaults dancing like an inflatable tube man to the sounds of Demi Lovato saying I love this man and I have to have him but that's the thing right like he's also said some off the wall controversial shit okay he really has I feel like I read something where they were saying that he almost shoots himself in the foot to keep himself (laughs) He's like, I'm becoming too famous. Let me cancel myself. <laughs> yeah. He also was rumored to have pulled Taylor Swift there for a while. I mean, that was, they were, they were professing their love for each other within days of each other's concerts. Like, mm-hmm. I think what we witnessed was a rebound was a media stunt. Oh, yeah. Because you know how Taylor, she's she's all about her Easter eggs. Yeah. And I feel at some point she's going to be done re-releasing all of her old albums. Yeah. And a new album is going to come out and there's going to be a song on there that features Maddie Healy. 
you think? Yep, mark my words. I can see it. I can absolutely. It, it was definitely a PR stunt. Oh my God, see, somebody here described him as the rat from Flushed Away. Exactly, Maddie the Ratty. Oh, anyways, I love him so much. Anyways, never change. <laughs> It makes me wonder, though, because he he does catch himself like getting too famous. And that's typically when you see him doing something controversial. Yeah. Like that uh, show. I think they were in Milan. Yes. They pretty much got banned from finishing their concert. Mm -hmm. And he just said what was on his mind, said some pretty controversial things, went and kissed his bass player, Ross, Mm -hmm. and walked off the stage Mm -hmm. because he was getting to the top of the mountain there for a second and he's like i need to humble myself a little <laughs> let's get some negative reviews here i mean we can't confirm or deny that that's exactly what's happening but it certainly it certainly feels that way it feels like it yeah. yeah because there's this ongoing trend with fans of the 1975 and just fans of matt in general and they say that this happens about once a year where he has a big blow-up moment after becoming very successful. Do we think he's just like a genius? Does he just have like this insane IQ and he's like, I'm smarter than all of you fucking idiots. And like, (laughs) probably he's a closet genius real quick. I do, however, want to give a quick nod. And I think that maybe we don't touch on it too, too much because we are going to do dedicated episodes to these people. But I want to talk about the actual people that blazed a true fucking trail for some of these artists that we've talked about Ooh, bowie prince lenny kravitz uh, fucking freddie mercury uh Mm. (laughs) hair bands from the 80s i mean and we're gonna get we're gonna get into all of that once we get into the 80s episodes but like i'm all of this that we are experiencing now honest to god did start from some of these people from 30 40 years ago but we'll dive into the, we'll dive into that a little bit. Maybe it's like a little sneak peek into what we're what we're gonna get into here soon. Wow, wow, what a fun episode! Did we forget anybody? I had so much fun. Oh yeah, we did forget somebody. We did, Danielle. We did. Um, you had a really great weekend, D. I did. Um, oh, you did. I got to hang out with our our band <laughs> this weekend. Yes. <laughs> I got to spend some one-on-one time with Black Light Animals at a music festival this weekend in Kansas City. And keep in mind, I went into this only knowing their bass player. We stumbled upon Black Light Animals through my friend Brandon, who is in, come to find out, multiple bands. So many. (laughs) Like, he has so many bands. We started talking to him about working with, with his band. We thought it was one band and then it was another. And then apparently you told me this weekend there's a third one. And he's one. like, no, actually, it's this band. This is the one that we think would match your vibe. And I'm like, you're, you're, you're okay, right. cool. <laughs> <laughs> so good. But so I only knew Brandon and Brandon is a vibe. Okay. Like I want to bring them up because after spending time with them, they are truly the female gays. <laughs> like I got to meet their lead singer, Cole. Cole. Oh, my gosh immediately was like oh my god are you from the podcast and i'm like who who's from the podcast (laughs) 
And he was like, you're the podcast that we're collaborating with. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, dude, I've listened to a few episodes. You guys are so great. I'm so excited that we're working together. It was super great. And then their guitarist, his name is Cal. Great name. And he's this like blonde hair, blue eye, super tall, wears like floral shirts, tattoos. So they're all very good looking. I'm looking for a wife. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm so single. It's sad. <laughs> but... I just got to know him a little bit and they're so sweet. They're so into their music. And he's like, we just have so many ideas, which is why we have so many bands. And he's like, and some of our members like cross into the other bands and we're just one big happy family. I can't say enough good things about Blacklight Animals. There's Jass and the Boys, which is another one of their bands. And then there's the Freedom Affair, which is his third band. So if you're listening and you're wanting some new music on your Spotify playlist, check out these men. They're amazing. Fall in love with them just like we have. Again, Blacklight Animals, Jazz and the Boys, and the Freedom Affair. They're muy caliente. Very much. Zidio was sending me some Snapchats of um, them performing, and Cal just looks so cool performing his little guitar solo. Cole's voice is just out of this world. I mean, I Mm – and then can I (laughs) – the only thing is, like, I looked at Brandon, and I was like, yep, that looks – he looks like he has an office job, too. But but like but like but like hot, you know what I mean? Like yeah, that's totally their vibe too. Um, when I first found out about Brandon, keep in mind I'm a recruiter. Yeah. We do these things called vibe checks. So if the interview goes well, they come and they meet with mm-hmm. the team. And I sat down knowing I'm like, okay, this is gonna go well. Like he's already exuding like the vibe we're going for. And he brought up his band, The Freedom Affair. And come to find out now that I've got to know him more, he shows up to some of these shows in like three piece suits and just vibes with his Ray Bans on and his curly, like shoulder length hair Ew. just like flying in the wind. <laughs> I think I'm falling in love. So it's like, not that he, because keep in mind, this was a Saturday. Like he didn't just, this is just his vibe. Like he just is a well dressed man. Dusting off that finger, girl. My wedding finger is very empty right now. I just love it. Come on. I need need a Um, W, okay? They're great. They're fantastic. I can't say enough good things about them. Their music is so good. And they make our podcast sound super cool. Like, if you're not here for us, at least stay for the music, okay? Oh, man. Um yeah god honestly they're so cool and i've been listening to their music on repeat as of late like they have so many good songs it was like cowboys of the western world mm-hmm. cowboys of the western world and they they call their genre of music for the black light animal spaghetti western oh, so good and uh they can't explain to me what that means but they said it just sounds cool so that makes us cool and i'm like okay I'm here for it playboys of the western world playboys of the western world yes so their their album that i've been listening to a lot is playboys of the western world not cowboys just to like because we're gonna start the first two episodes have only had just one song but they have released additional music for us to start playing on our podcast let me give you just a little insight to another one of their songs that'll be slowly making an appearance please 
I'm telling you right now, I will conceive a child to their music one day because it is that fucking good. <laughs> I don't, I, I will, I will literally put each of their names in a bowl and name my child after one of them. Cause that's how good their music is. So yeah. go give them a listen. <laughs> if their label doesn't skyrocket, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's it. That's the episode, you guys. Uh, we had such a good time. This was so fun. Anyways, uh, let's get into socials, baby. Danielle, back with my socials. <laughs> You can find me on Instagram at Miss Danielle, M-I-S-S-D-A-N-Y-E-L-L. My TikTok is D-E-E-E Young. If you want to follow us on all of our other socials, our link trees are literally on every single one of our pages. Uh, So just pick one of us and uh, just have a good time. We also have a Patreon. Danielle has given up on going through all of the socials because she gets tongue-tied every time. But it is. It's literally on all of our all of our socials. Really anywhere you go. Oh. TikTok, Instagram. You can even find it on Twitter. They're all there. Check them out. Yeah. Hi, my name's Shannon. I'm on Instagram as Starry Eyes, S-T-A-R-R-Y-Y-E-Y-E-S. Uh, and I'm on TikTok with uh, What's Up Shannon. Come say what's up. Just like that. What's up? Hey. I'm Laura. I'm... Uh, at Laura Vanessa, Laura with an H at the end, Vanessa with an H at the end on TikTok and Instagram. Hey, um, thank you for listening. I guess we can come back and do this all over again next week. And also, I want to talk about something before we, we leave. Um, if you have stuck this out and you are still here because you believe in what we're doing and you are enjoying our changes, if you have any suggestions, please DM us and let us know what your ideas are. Um, we are so thankful that you guys are still here, um, as we've decided to kind of rebrand and, and take this in a new direction. We are very, very thankful for you, but, um, if you could also share this with your life, everybody in your life, that'd be awesome. Thank you. Love you. Adios. Bye. Bye.